answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome to All Worth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. And I'm Pat McLean. Glad to be with you on, uh, we're broadcasting this on June the 6th and um, here in the studio. And uh, it's nice to be in the studio. Sometimes we've done some stuff uh, from home, but we are in the studio today yes. practicing social distancing. We are of back in the office. Yeah. Um, As our world slowly kind of um, comes reopening, <laughs> reopening the economy. Who knows? You wouldn't know that anything had really changed with looking at the stock market. Look, every investor needs to remember this season. That's right. In the future, when you th- when you look at something, you think, oh, maybe stocks, maybe whatever asset class it is, maybe things are overpriced, or I think things are going to go down, or I think things are going to go up. So, uh, uh, so I was talking. Nobody, nobody. Six, seven weeks ago at the bottom of the market was predicting that the stock market would come back 30% in a few weeks. Uh, it's, it's. While, while everyone's still unemployed. It is. Uh, so I was talking to David Schauer, who uh, is a financial advisor. Chief market the, strategist here. Yeah, at here at, uh, I was talking to him this morning and I'm like, what? W- 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 explain it to me. <laughs> He's like, ah, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Right, and so, and you can flip on the news channels, and someone, some talking head, will give you some excuse because they stick a microphone in someone's face and says, "Give us an excuse," and so they give an excuse so they can give good PR it, out of it. But it may nobody. be a lack of alternatives. It may be a lack of alternatives because commercial real estate is probably in the uh, worst state you could ever imagine because no one knows whether anyone's going to return to an office. The whole world has changed. Rent prices in Silicon Valley have dropped by 15% year over year. So even apartment buildings in places where you've yeah. seen them run Although up- my daughter lives in Denver, right near downtown, whatever the district, some kind of, if you're over 30, you're not welcome. Kind <laughs> okay, of is that right? Well, I've been there visiting. That's what it feels like. It's like an, I'm just kidding. No, it's, I mean, like, it's like an apartment at Chipotle's. <laughs> yeah, it's all hip area and it's near the cool park. It's like, but, and her, her lease is up. On her rent, and I thought I was going to be able to, you know, negotiate pretty heavy on helping her get a, and there's hardly any vacancies around. Wow. And I thought, come on, so I, I dad's going to swoop in and solve solve the day. <laughs> How big of a discount did you get? I'm probably not going to get any discount. No, it's <laughs> you know this is it, which is you, bizarre because these are younger people that many of them are professionals, college grads, be able to work from home. But it speaks to asset allocation and not market timing. If nothing does, this does. In asset allocation, by that you mean having an investment strategy in place prior to whatever crisis may or may not come that's and right. sticking with your strategy regardless of what the external circumstances are telling you. That's, that's right. I mean, who could have called this rebound? Anyone? I, I, I'm not that smart. And it was, uh, if you look, I think what is Wednesday, the, the Dow was up another 500 points or something. And this is the time, it, 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 it would, it, Trump it would, is, I mean, Trump, Trump tends to lose, lose um, friends every week. And, and this last week, he you know, pulled a couple stunts that, you know, just like even his closest people were, were on him. And, and the market, it's like. It's like there's a complete disconnect. You see rioting in the streets, people breaking into stores, looting. And the stock and market not, goes up. And the stock market goes up. <laughs> like unemployment levels we haven't seen since the Great Depression. And the stock market we don't know goes if the, up. We don't know if we'll ever have a vaccine for the COVID nineteen coronavirus. And the stock market goes up. Go figure. I, 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 
Anyway, it speaks 100% to asset allocation and not market timing. Have an investment strategy that's not based upon trying to just figure out the whims of investment sentiment. Because that's what dictates price short term. Not, yeah. not economics, investor sentiment. Whether short it's term. the price of stocks, real estate, gold, doesn't really matter. It, Bitcoin it doesn't make any difference. It makes no difference. You're right. I, I, Long-term economics matter. Well, correct. And, and sometimes there's lack of alternatives. So money needs somewhere to go. And... Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, let's do our radio show. All right. <laughs> well, we, we are. This is our radio show. Okay. Both myself and my co-host here, both financial advisors, certified financial planners. I just feel like we're talking like in normal, like these are the conversations we have in normal life. Well, I guess that's the radio show, huh? I think that is the radio show. That's why we've been doing this 25 years. And it's almost like, so. um, yeah. Anyway. So well, if you, you wanna... know what we're thinking, because we're saying it. Pretty much. I Pretty hope. much. I hope. I try to. I'm sometimes to my detriment. Okay. <laughs> I, my filter's not always that great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is me taking a leave. It. Yeah. Oh, I'm known for my filter. It's gonna go pat the filter. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> always slow to respond. Has a s- <laughs> never an <Yeah>. opinion. <laughs> never an opinion. <laughs> Never, uh, yeah, never argumentative in the slightest. <laughs> so passive. I know. It's like I wasn't even a middle kid. Out was of... Pat there last night? I don't remember. <laughs> not, not even like I'm a middle kid out of five so, children. I mean, <laughs> Pat and I've worked it a long time. Pat is one of those guys. You go out to dinner, not always, but most of the time, he's the kind of guy who's got everyone just rolling in stitches. And there's something about it. He like feed off it. Too. Oh, so it's, it's, it's great. And he can be so funny at times, and everyone's just dying laughing. And then the more. It just kind of then you just get funnier and funnier and uh, well, it's awful. Of course, it's been a few months since we've had a nice dinner party. Oh, a nice dinner party. What's that? I mean, it's listen. I my my children have come home and um, yes, they're living with me and. (laughs) It's a dinner party every night. I don't know. It's not a dinner party. It's like everyone goes their own way because they were college kids. They were living on their own, and all of a sudden, um, I had to apologize to my son because I tell you this. It was on Mother's Day of all things. We just finished online church, (laughs) and you know the kids are all home, and it's it's supposed to be a nice time. It's Mother's Day, and my son. I don't think he tries to provoke me, but he just some comments he was saying, and about the and he's very very liberal. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's, he's, he just he just finished college. And he was taking a class on social injustices. You're relatively conservative. Relatively, I mean, I'm not. Um, I'm fiscally if, if I conservative. thought a, a libertarian would be elected, I'd probably vote libertarian. Anyway, um, but one, I'm a little older, and I was when I was younger, I was tend to be a little. And so he's going. He's just. He, and so anyway, he's, he's, he, starts, he starts ripping on capitalism. And is I he said, doing it on purpose? Is he trying to provoke I don't think, something? I don't think so. But you know, he's 22 and he's thrown back at home, which wasn't his plan. This lost his job was taken, and I just this isn't what he was expecting, right? So yeah. I don't know if he meant to or he's just kind of frustrated. And but he didn't realize that capitalism actually bought the house you're living in. Oh no, he had me. He had me watch. Um, um, what was, what was the old, uh, Wall Street uh, ten years ago? That was the Wall Streets were the bad people, and there was um, Occupy Wall Street. Oh, got it. He had me watch an Occupy Wall Street uh, documentary on the airplane as we're going to college tours. <laughs> okay, is that right? all right. <laughs> so real quick, and we'll get to the calls. But um, so he says something about negative about cat, and I finally couldn't help it. I said, you know, realize that capital has been the best thing to alleviate people from poverty that, that, of any other system. I said, it's got some horrible things. And he says something back, and I said, you know, it's really easy when you're young and you haven't done anything, and all you do is sit around and talk about how bad the world is and point your fingers. I said, wait till you're in the world for 10 or 20 years, and these are very complicated problems that aren't solved that easily. So you, you and your buddies just sit around and talk, talk about how bad everyone else is doing, what a bad job everyone else is doing. On, you mother, wait, on Mother's Day, was your wife there? She was. And he got up and he said, I found that very offensive personally and to a lot of my uh, close friends. And, and then uh, uh, my wife looks at me like, <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. I think I've been caged in too long. All right, we got to get All some right, calls let's here. Get to, let's Eight, get three, to, so three, this is a financial And I love my show. son deeply. Eight, of course, of course he's my son, my only son. You don't have any choice. <laughs> well, I do. And I respect a lot of his feelings and opinions. Yeah. 
833-99 worth to be part of the program. And we're going to Denver talking with Dale. Dale, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How can we help you, Dale? Okay. So I retired this year. Congrats. And what a strange time to retire. Yeah. Actually, I retired last year. But okay. this year, I'm taking money from my traditional IRA having taxes withheld and I'm getting social security. Okay. Uh, the full amount of social security. How old are you? And now I'm 66. Okay. So now I've got this tremendous amount of, well, not tremendous amount of money, but some money in traditional IRAs, a traditional IRA. And I want to start moving some of that to my Roth IRAs without getting killed tax-wise. Anyhow, I think taxes are the biggest problem. (laughs) And do you have much money outside of retirement plans in a savings account, a brokerage account, mutual funds, stocks? Uh, Yes. Um, I've got – well, let me tell you what I've got. All right. I've got about 250000 in cash. Just straight cash. Straight cash. Okay. I've got three hundred fifty thousand in Roth and one point seven million in traditional IRAs. All right. Are you married? I'm married. And what's your income? Uh, What are you projected to be for two thousand and twenty? If I continue what I'm doing with taking money out of the traditional IRA. And my Social Security, that's about 107000 a year. So that is probably after your, your standard deduction, uh, assuming you took a standard deduction, you, that's right at the p- period where you, you bump from 12% federal taxes to 22% taxes. So if you, can, right. if, you take, if you take much more out and do a conversion this year, it's all going to be at that higher tax level. Question for you on this. Why are you taking instead of taking money from your traditional IRA, why don't instead that dollar amount that you're planning on taking, why don't you convert that amount to a Roth? Yeah. And, and spend, live off some of the cash. And, and live off the cash. That's kind of why I was uh, getting your opinion on that. Uh, that's exactly what you I should could, do. That is the right thing to that, do. That is, that's how I'd play this. Okay. So then I'd be pay, playing, you know, paying 12% on. Uh, that's the, right. Uh, and so what you're doing is converting money from the IRA into the Roth IRA. So what we're planning for is the required minimum distribution at age 72 in order to try to lower that. Yep. Yep. So we're thinking mm-hmm. six years in the future. Okay. But, no, much, but how, no sense spending the money that's coming to the IRA because you've got 250000 in cash. And how much, how much money are you taking out of the IRA every year? 77000 all right, that's an easy yes, yes. So spend spend down some of that cash, convert to from the IRA to the Roth IRA, and do a pro forma on the tax return. And actually, yeah, you might want to take a slightly less. I would look at right where the tax rate goes. Well, unless you're thinking your tax rates are going to be higher than twenty two percent by the time you reach age seventy two. I don't want them to be. Uh, well, okay, because <laughs> mostly because you're you're not happy with how the money is being spent. Um, when you give it to the government. But uh, so I would, uh, I agree with Scott. I would, I'd look at converting that and spending down uh, the cash. Well, and every year, every year you can reevaluate. That's the nice thing, right? So what is that, uh, that dollar amount that I need to um, stay under to stay at? So it's, it's your, so the, for married, the the tax level is about 80, just over $80,000 of taxable income, which is after some deductions, which goes from uh, where the rate goes from 12% to 22%. And the right way to do this, Dale, is to really run the numbers. But Scott, we did uh, we did a virtual seminar this week called A Bull in a Bear Market. We talked about Roth conversions, and I assume that's on our website. Yeah, it's on demand. It's on, on demand. And I would go watch that. Because it lists, we talk about Roth conversions, and we list the exact... Um, Dollar amounts. It's the taxable amount after oh. your standard deduction. 
So it's called a bull in a bear market, which we created this thing six weeks ago, and apparently we didn't realize. <laughs> we didn't know that it's a bull in a bull market, I guess. Right. So, but the, one of the points that we actually brought up was it's probably a good time to actually think about Roth conversions. And if you watch that, but you're the, this is, I mean, this Dale, you're thinking exactly right because I look at your situation. You've got two hundred fifty thousand in cash. You already have three fifty in a Roth IRA. So there's no sense. I mean, if you can move that $250,000 cash to have it all, even 100% in the Roth, that'd be golden. And you're just doing because it another way. This is, a, this is a way to take your cash and move it all to a Roth. Just by um, spending down the cash, converting the money from the IRA to the Roth IRA. And it gives you more flexibility for withdrawals in the future. Yeah, because you can always take the Roth. If you need cash, you can always take the Roth out without any tax consequences. And I think this is the right thing. And it, it's an interesting thing. I appreciate the call, Dale. The interesting thing, when it comes to our retirement plans— there are there's many restrictions until we're age 59 and a half, early withdrawal penalties, et cetera. Then at age 72, we have these required minimum distributions. So the only years that we have with great planning is between 59 and a half and 72, particularly when you look into when we should start Social Security. Correct. There's tons of flexibility. And it's all the kind of planning that goes. But that goes he's got that. a really great uh, diversified tax structure. Totally. I mean, if you could get to retirement with... Couple million, a little, a little more than two million bucks, uh, almost two and a half million dollars, and so, but, but with Scott, a good structure between outside of retirement accounts, Roth and traditional. So when you look at this, he's got uh, he's sixty six. He's got six years, but he's drawn down seventy seven thousand dollars a year out of his IRA. But if you think about it, that's taxable. So he's not spending all of that. Some of it's going to taxes. So he's got four or five years that he can actually. Look at conversion yeah. from IRAs to That's Roth right. IRAs. That's right. And and at the end of this, he could have six hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars in his Roth or more. Yeah, yeah. It's a good 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 opportunity. All right, to join the the program here, one eight three three ninety nine worth is the number eight three three triple nine six seven eight four. We're talking with Ron. Ron, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Great. Uh, thanks for having me on the show today. Longtime listener. Thank you. Uh, been to a couple. Yeah, you bet. My wife and I've been to a couple of the uh, live seminars way back in the day when you could actually go to a, a live seminar. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know when that'll be. Again. We did. Uh, so we did a virtual. <laughs> right. uh, we did two of them this last week, and it was quite interesting sitting in my office talking with a home office on 150 yeah, people. Um, strange world. Strange, How can we help? Yeah, enjoy enjoy the format. I always tell people, you know, if you want a good laugh, uh, tune in, and you might also get some great financial. Oh, thank advice. you. Thanks. Well, you bet. I hope hey, it's so more of the latter are... than the former. But... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so uh, my wife and I uh, are looking to buy a second home in the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're within about five to seven years of retirement. Okay. And my, my question revolves around, um, we've got about 50000 in cash, which won't be enough for the whole down payment. So my question is refinancing our primary home and taking out cash to augment the um, cash that we have in savings. Is, the, is that the best way to go for a down payment on the second home? Well, let's start with um, what is the goal of the second home? Because uh, are you going to move to so we're so for we we live in California but Nevada's two hours away. I actually have uh, myself a home in Nevada, a second home, uh, probably close to where you're looking um, for a home. And is the plan to, for you to retire and leave the and, high tax state of California and move full time to the low tax state of Nevada, zero tax state of Nevada? Yes, that's the goal. So in five to yeah. seven years, you will leave California and sell your California home and retire or there. Or possibly rent it out, but but have uh, the primary, uh, you know, living in Nevada. And can you afford two mortgages in both now and in retirement? Uh, so that's a good question. <laughs> um, we can afford now. Um, currently, my wife had been putting about $1,000 into a a 403b yeah uh, she's going to stop that um we also are looking at making sure that we find a place that has some short-term uh rent out capabilities to possibly help offset that but we certainly that would not be a hundred percent that would just be you know kind of 
a cherry on top to help out with that. Okay, so it 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 for the little you've told us so far, it sounds like a stretch. Like you're stretching to do this, right? By stopping the contribution to the 403B doing forward, the payments on a second home. And by the way, your homes homes are not an investment. You consume them, right? And a rental home uh, in the Lake Tahoe Basin, uh, very rarely, even if you rent it, it's a break-even at best. Um, so you're hoping for price appreciation is what you're hoping for. Um so the mere fact that you're actually scrambling to try to find money to do this tells me that you probably shouldn't do it, that you're probably better Unless off. Unless the plan was to truly, I mean, if, if five to seven years from now, you can sell your California house, take that cash and pay off the Nevada house, then we say, go for it. But, but otherwise, it might make more sense to wait when you, at, at the time to go, you, you're probably better off going and renting it's going to be cheaper for you to go rent whatever you want, for, whenever you want, for, for, for the next five to seven years. For a couple of weeks at a time. And one of the problems that we're actually seeing in tourist area is the, um, is the fact that because of Airbnb and VRBO is that short-term rentals are becoming um, – cities are actually outlined. Yeah. Sure, if sure. you called me up and said I had $200,000 in cash and I could make this thing easy – I'd say go for it. I mean, I've owned I've owned a, I've owned a cabin in in the mountains for thirteen years. It they're just expensive. <laughs> I, I, I've told my wife it's like if, if we had ever given to cup, that'd be like the first thing to go. I enjoy using it, but they from a financial standpoint and and the winters are hard on them. And it's the complete upkeep, luxury. It really is. It's I complete mean, luxury. And from a dollar standpoint, unless you're going to be there a few months of the year three, four months a year, uh, and maybe you are. Otherwise, you're, from a financial standpoint, we could run the numbers. And, and, and let's, let's, you know, there's been price appreciation of double digit. But, what, but when years. you said that you were going to stop the deposit into your wife's 403B in order to make this thing work, I would just wait. So refinancing our, our current one, uh, we currently own 095, about nine years to go. It's valued at about three twenty-five. So pulling, refinancing, and pulling out money—that would not be advisable. No. Well, I don't like just if I don't like the concept of having to reduce your retirement distributions to make a mortgage payment on a second home because the, it's not the same thing. So if you plan on, re- you'll make a lot more money by having the money going into your four hundred three B than you will by having a second home that consumes. Perfect. Okay, right. great. So, but yeah. if you want to move to Nevada, if you want to move to Nevada, hear, hear that, but look, if you want to move to a lower tax, just wait patiently, pay your home off, and then pick up and move when you're ready to move. Okay. But stretching yeah, for it is not, that. it's not the way. Yeah, and use those funds to, you know, almost have hopefully no. Very small mortgage, if any, uh, making that. That's exactly right. And and maybe take you know maybe take a few hundred bucks a month less into retirement. And say we're going to use these dollars to go rent somewhere for um, a few weeks a year. Yeah, sure, sure. It, it, hey, the numbers from a question. number standpoint, I got I just I, we've got lots of clients that have you run the numbers. They're horrible investments. They're awful. And and you're talking. I have. I, it was the the. It was for me. I bought a place on probably where you're thinking is the east shore of Tahoe. You're probably looking at Zephyr Cove or around there, right? Yeah, either there or Incline. Okay, so oh, well, first of all, Incline is a lot more expensive than Zephyr Cove. And in, by the way, Incline village, they call it Income Village. If you're <laughs> yeah, they say the billionaires are put the billionaires are pushing out the millionaires. That's that's right. Uh, that's right. Larry uh, Ellison has a home there. Oh yeah, all those, Dave Duffield from uh, people. <laughs> Michael saw. Milken. They all got. Uh, they all yeah uh, yeah yeah. The, who's the they big, call Billionaire Row. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so uh, just so that's not where Ron's looking at mine. <laughs> no, no, he's not on billionaire row. No, I don't think so. they are Those nice states. But uh, so just wait, just wait. Yeah, and uh, I know it's um, it's not the advice you always wanted. To, well, you know, it's and I appreciate the call, Ron. One of the things that we've uh, that we've said often in in our both on the air and our firm, it's like 
we, we tell people what they need to hear, not what they initially want to hear. Because we've seen people come into our office, they say they're planning on retiring in two months. We look at the numbers, we're like, you can't afford to retire. And they say, well, this broker at this other firm I just met, and like, well, that's because they've got a financial interest in having you retire so they can manage your money. We're just telling you, you know, you can't really afford to retire. So one of our values is making sure that we tell people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want. E- to even hear. if it's bad news. Even if it's bad news, like you can't retire. I, I always just think if you were my brother, what advice would I give you? That's, I mean, we try to bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. Like anyone's like family. Like, exactly. Yeah. We're taking a quick break. Um, you're listening to All Worth's Money Matters with Scott Hanson and Pat McLean. We'll be right back. Having gone through four economic downturns in 30 years, you get used to people asking tough financial questions. I'm Scott Hansen with Allworth Financial, and today I'm getting more questions than ever before. Should I stay in the market? Should I reallocate my investments? Should I postpone my retirement? Well, there are a lot of folks clearly worried about their money, so if you have questions, we're happy to answer them. Just ask at allworthfinancial.com. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McClain. We're taking calls. Yes. 833-99-WORTH is to join Allworth's Money Matters. Be happy to. Yes, and uh, strange new world. Um, Different. I would, uh, yes. It's really, you know what'll be interesting is where the world is, it's kind of things are opening up. And I know different parts of the country are different. Some places have been op- much more open longer. Um, but we live in California. <laughs> we live the in California. The People's Republic. There's still a, um, a shelter, stay at home order. Yep. So, which is, I was talking to my wife. I said, one of the challenges, I said, they're opening these restaurants up and like even some fine dining up. And they're encouraging you to go keep the social distance. But I said, how is that essential? I mean, if the state orders for me to stay home and they're opening up parks, but the How's that essential? Well, how am I, I I'm, a, I'm not in compliance with the law. The law still says stay at home. Okay. I don't know. No idea. I would like them to change it to strongly advise <laughs> to stay okay, at home. Is that right? <laughs> we we'd appreciate it if you stayed at home yeah yeah but i tell you uh, i have friends that own restaurants and there's six hundred dollars a week Ugh. um federal unemployment uh they cannot open back up because they don't have enough employees they're working reduced hours one friend owned seven restaurants could only open three of them because he can't get the employees Unintended consequence. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. Uh, let's take some calls. That's that's uh, happy. Yeah. All right, let's talk with Pat. Pat, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Um, good morning. Um, long-time listener, and um, my question is normally dealing with RMDs. I'm 70 years old at now, and for the last five years, I've been doing approximately 4 to 5% of my IRA and converting it to a Roth. And I plan on doing that, something like that, in the next two years. Perfect. Um, and I have a regular brokerage account, savings account, credit union account, and the IRA. And right now I do it at the end of the year because I kind of kind of figure out what taxes and what tax rate I'll be in. Whereas after 72, is there a time frame better than another time frame during the year to take out or do a conversion or withdrawal from an RMD? Oh, so that's just so two different things. So one, I like your. Stri- First of all, it sounds like you've 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 great. You've, yeah. you've, you've figured it out. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, I well, like with your help through the conferences and your podcast and your educational program. Okay, well, all right. Well, thank, thank you. Thanks but for you giving also us all the credit. credit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's so funny is is we, we, I've got some clients, twenty five years, and well, Scott, thanks to you, I'm like, no, you did the hard part. You saved. The money we just kind of worked. We moved and then it. Ar- saved. We moved that's it around a little, part. right? That's we, the hard part. We moved it around a little, but you actually saved that's the money. That's the hard part. Work and the saving. 
Um, so f- for required minimum distributions, I think it makes sense to wait. I'm, I'm sorry. For the Roth conversions, I think it makes sense to wait till later in the year. Um, just because unless you know exactly what your your income is going to be throughout the year, there's no real rush in doing it early. When we're on the required minimum distributions. But why wouldn't you do it early if you have a consistent cash flow? If you knew it and he's retired and he knows what it's going to be. A Roth conversion? Like in January 1. If you know, if you're really certain about what the income uh, outlook looks for the year, I'd do it January 1. Do you you have any clients that could do a Roth conversion at the beginning of January? Typically, people just wait because. To see how, it doesn't matter. I do really. my. I do my. Um, it doesn't really much matter. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't right. much matter. The long term scheme of things is do not going to make much January difference. January 1, July 1st, December 1st. For 15th. the required minimum distribution, that is known. We know that January 1st. We know the exact dollar amount that has to come out. So whether you take it out in January or December, some people choose to wait later in the year primarily because they don't want to spend it. Some people at what they have, they have it set up. So every December they have the required minimum distribution removed from the IRA. They have the government have their taxes sent to the government. And then they have the money go directly into a brokerage account they have set up and reinvested so that day one, they don't, day one, they, they, it's it, all just transfer. It's an all internal transfer. They never actually received the money. It's just satisfying the required RMD. And there's others that say, I'm going to use it to supplement my income and set it up on a monthly basis. And every January, they got to figure out what the new dollar amount is and set it up so that each month X dollars drops into their checking account of which they can spend. But if you give any money to charities at all, uh, you would use a required minimum distribution to do so. Right. For sure. It's one of the great last planning things that are there. I've heard you say sometimes you do it like every other year or every so many years. Well, except with the re- lump sum in. Except with the um, with required minimum distribution, someone can take the dollars, some or all of the required minimum distribution, have it go directly to a charity, and when you do so, it's not a reportable that tax is not reportable on your tax return. So, let's say you had you let's say you're forced to take out twenty thousand a year. And you have five thousand of it go directly to some charity that you were given to anyway, or wanted to give to anyway. For your tax planning, um, when you're doing your taxes, your compliance, you only have to report fifteen thousand dollars of the required minimum distribution. The other five thousand doesn't even get reported. So, and because you- most people are no longer doing an itemized deduction, it's another way of getting around. So, when you heard us talk to- in the past about lumping. Uh- dollars together and actually giving it to a, a gift fund or a, a what do they call them scott um donor advice donor, donor advice fund. fund completely different than directing required minimum distributions uh, into a charity which incidentally cannot go to a donor advice fund it has which, to go directly to a charity which yeah. is strange i don't know <laughs> it's, it, it makes no sense crazy rules so but you're doing uh, everything you're doing looks good to us yep on the end note, I notice as I get older and because of the situation we're in right now, how do you take the emotion out of it? Oh, that's your problem. <laughs> that's your okay. problem. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that is you, – you take the emotion out by having a rational plan be, when times feel good. And, and not reacting to and, and uh, you, the environment. And, and, you, and, and you anchor yourself by reminding you why you set up this plan to begin with and go back to the decisions that were made at that time. That's how you take the emotion out of it. Yeah. And you ignore the, you ignore the news on financial stuff. You, I mean, you got to remember that, I mean, just like every other reporter, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it reads. That's all the news, right? No, it's if, it, if it bleeds, it leads. I'm sorry. If it bleeds, it leads. And, you know, I've just found interesting the last few days, it's almost like the coronavirus doesn't even exist. Oh, not at all. Right? <laughs> and for a while, that's all you read about. But when, the financial, when things are going bad financially... All you hear about is the doom, the unemployment. But the markets don't say that. I mean, I barely got my coronavirus decorations down before I actually had to start putting the protest (laughs) decorations back up. (laughs) Uh, Very funny. All right. I appreciate the call. Uh, Let's continue on here. 833-99-WORD. But how do you remove the emotion? 
I mean, that's a the fact that he actually recognizes that there's emotion involved. Well, is to, remi- is to remind yourself why you have the plan set up. And often it really comes down to of those assets that you own, those investments that you own that fluctuate in value, the ones that are spooking you, and they, don't only, they only spook you when they go down, by the way, not when they go up in value, is to, is to look at and say, all right, when would I actually need to sell this for income? When do I need to take this and turn it into in- consumable income? And if it's five plus years, Let then you're like, go. why do I worry about what it's worth today or this week or this month? I'm going to worry about it five years from now. But the mere fact that he said, how do I re- uh, remove my emotion tells us that he's got a pretty good handle on it. Because he recognized that emotions are driving some of his decisions. It's the people yeah. that don't recognize that emotions are driving decisions, financial decisions. And they, they rationalize their decisions in the midst of their emotions. That's right. It's different this time. Yeah. Whatever. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. We don't know what? We don't know whether it's different this time or not. But well, we every do time know. is a little different. Yeah, but we but- all, we, we, here's what we do know. That's right. Let's go to that. Let's anchor ourselves on that. One, a couple things that I believe man has not changed much over time, and nor will he. She. Human nature is human nature. Is human nature. Uh, I believe that. I also believe that our economic structure of the United States of America, uh, the foundation that was going to be built off, although things change a bit, not a lot. And even if people, oh, the regulations or the taxation, we've gone through other periods like that. The 70s were, we've had lots of other challenging times economically. But every time, every downturn we've had has been temporary and has been followed by another increase in economic production and an increase in invest asset values of stocks, companies, real estate. Go back to the Great Depression. It's always recovered. All these declines have always been temporary if you're broadly diversified. Yes. And you actually own things and not have some strange speculative investment. Some, oh, yeah, weird product or something or something. Oh, what, you and I were talking earlier this week about these uh, amped up. Uh, what were they? They're leveraged. Uh, yeah, Pat and I both. Um, obviously, we, we read. One of the things that I enjoy about doing this show is it forces me to keep on top of everything because you never know what question you're going to get and you just need to be informed. And um, I had earmarked this. In typical, we'll have a little system. We find something, an article that's interesting and we'll, we'll ear, forward it on uh, through via email. And we both earmarked the same article this week. Right. It, was, called- it was about these exchange-traded notes, these leveraged exchange-traded notes, flipping garbage that Wall Street creates that essentially, if the markets trade within a band, if they don't go down too far... You're fine. But if they drop below, say, 20%, 30%, you're wiped out. So the, the title of this, this came from the Wall Street Journal. Why called- anyone would create such a, a product that is so damaging to people? How it's, in the world could this be good for anybody? These t- exchange, leveraged exchange traded notes. What's the name of the article? Bankrupt in just two weeks. Individual investors get burned by co- collapse of complex securities. Which it's tells just us- just like the stuff that we saw. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Look, these they were these guys were earning eighteen percent a year in dividends on average. They thought these were great investments, and then they're fine until they're not. Here's a sixty-seven year old had everything. His whole investment was in this. Now he's banking. You know, I'm sorry, but that's your fool fault. on him. Yeah, it's your fault. I mean, to put everything in one sort of thing. Yeah, well, but it's these it's these complex securities exchange traded leverage exchange traded notes. What a bunch of garbage. Don't here be be be. Brokers working for Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, UBS, and Wells Fargo sold billions of dollars of risky exchange-traded funds, or ETFs, in 2008 and 2009. They blew up. They went away for a little while, and then they came back, and they sold more of them. So if you're getting 18% in dividends, Scott, something's there's no (laughs) such thing as a free lunch. You would think at some point in time that someone would just say, "Why are they paying me eighteen percent when the market, with the when the S and P five hundred, the dividend yield on the S and P five hundred is about two percent, but I'm getting eighteen percent. I get nine times what the averages on the S and P five hundred. How does that happen? And you're like, 
Oh, this, it this happens, looks great. Because it's structured in such a way that if the markets fell, whatever the percentage was, 20% or whatnot, suddenly you own nothing. Because you leveraged up and you probably didn't even know it. What's leveraged mean? You borrowed. You borrowed and then you borrowed some more and then you double, borrowed some more. Triple leveraged. Just stay, garbage. They're just stay such away garbage. from complex and stuff. And the, the problem is Wall Street creates these products because they're very profitable for Wall Street. Yes. Right? Because they lend the... And so one of the... You know, we talk sometimes about... Here's why we're in favor of independent investment advice. We're in favor of that model. Now, there are some great advisors at the big banks. The problem I have with that structure is those are the same companies that create these products. And want you to sell these products if you work at the company. Of course they do. That's their distribution arm. Yeah. That's their sales force. They're brokers. So we've got, uh, and and they get some sort of commission by doing these, by selling these things. I mean, I was talking to a few years ago. I was talking to he's a good advisor. I'm like, why are you where, why are you still there? I won't mention the big firm. It was I'm like, why are you still there? So you know, Scott, we have talked about this for the last two years about not investing in what are called BDCs or business development companies. That's right. About how dangerous they are, but they look great. And the story, it looks great, right? What so is a business development company? They lend money to small and mid-sized businesses uh, or take equity stakes in small and mid-sized businesses. So, so far this year, they are down about 40%. Right? 42. Investcorp, uh, has, they have three funds, 42, 32% oh, yeah. decline, 38% decline. In the same time period, the S&P 500 is down 5%. <laughs> just garbage. It's just garbage. Listen, if someone comes to you with a great idea and says it's different this time, yeah, it will be different. You, at the end of it, you'll probably have a you lot want, less money. And it will, it will go I mean, well for one, a while. That's one way to invest. Yeah, it'll go well for a while. It'll go well for a while. Anytime you put leverage in something, um, it has a propensity to do two things. It's leverage. It's a teeter-totter. When it's high, it's really, really high. When it's low, it can go to zero. It goes to zero. Yeah. All right. 833-99-WORTH is the number to be part of the program. 833-999-6784. We're talking with John. John, you're worth all Worth's Money Matters. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, our pleasure. Uh, I, I have a question about the returning of my uh, RMD. Okay. I uh, I took out my RMD uh, January this year. Mhm. And uh I I don't need my uh my money. So I want to return and I know it's over 60 days you cannot do that. But I learned that the CARES Act has said that if you have some uh, adverse financial consequence you have a reason to return. So well, I don't so even I think you need. Work. I don't even think you need an adverse. Um, Wasn't it after January? Wasn't it only in February and longer? So, well, so, so the question is: Can you put this is, thing back? Right. Yeah, yeah. But, we don't but know. I call my bro- uh, Yeah, I call my brokerage, brokerage, and they said because I took it out before February, mm-hmm. I cannot return. That's right. Uh, so there was, it's was not, the there's not in the clay and the cares act did not provide clarity for that. And the cares act did state you can take money out and avoid any early withdrawal penalties if you're adversely impacted by the coronavirus, but it suspended it's, the RMD. It suspended the RMD. But the challenge was when this, when it came out, it was already 60 days past January, um, past January. So, and the 60 day rule enables anybody can, can, Roll over an IRA uh, once every twelve months, and they have they take money out. They have sixty days in which to put it back. So, some of the talk was, "Hey, we can get your arm if you took your required minimum distribution out, you can throw it back in within sixty days, and it's not going to." Uh, so your sure. broker told you what? You can't. You, uh, I cannot. I cannot return. We don't. Uh, we don't. Mention, how do you say we I don't know, Pat? Can I mention the brokers? It's irrelevant, but, but what do you mean you, we okay. don't know? We, right, as of right now, you cannot. That's that's right. 
You mean you're saying it might happen in the future, in the next I, I suspect that it's going to happen by the end of the year, that there'll be... Uh, and another one of these bills that's coming through, it'll take care of it. Because these bills, it. there's all kinds of... I mean, you know, they're not... It's not... These, <laughs> these, pa- these <laughs> acts that have come, these... So as of now, you cannot... Stimulus put, packages, they yeah, call them. Uh, there's there's next all one kinds called of, the HEROES Act. Cares, uh-huh. heroes. Yeah, it's the, you know, and then the next well, one will Congress be. people, they are heroes. Superheroes Act, like um, Red Cape Act, whatever, right? A distinguished so, Valor so, Act. So the challenge it's, right now, John, there is nothing in the law that states you can take the, your required minimum distribution that you took out in January and put it back in and avoid paying taxes on it this year. But call us back in December, and my guess uh-huh. is that there will be. Uh, something written into tax code that allows for that. Okay. But okay. As of now, you can't. Okay. So how? And by the way, how old are you, John? Very good. No, how okay. old are you? Oh, I'm seventy. And seventy? Ha- You're seventy. Yeah. Well, and you don't have you, a required minimum why'd, distribution. Why do you take the required minimum distribution? It actually doesn't apply to you. So you're seventy-two. Well, well I. I, well, I didn't want, I didn't want to take uh, get because I don't fit that the new rule. I have to take like sixty and a half. So the change, the to, cha- the rules were changed. I, 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 I already took before the the new law change. They changed it to seventy two. That so occur- that happened started. on December December of last year, not in calendar year two thousand twenty. Yeah, so you didn't actually. Yeah, ha- but I already I already started last year. Well, you did. So, um, so I think all right, so. Based on what you told us, it sounds like you actually didn't take out a required minimum distribution. You just t- took out some money from your retirement account. You weren't you weren't required to take that and if distribution that's the case, last year. I don't. I'm not confident that they're going to change the rules that will help you at because all because this was not a required minimum distribution. You thought it was, but it wasn't because they had changed those till age seventy. Because you weren't, you weren't, you hadn't started them yet, right? Yeah. So, you and by to, the way, John, it might not be that. I mean, how big was the distribution? Oh, it's over sixty k. Oh, oh, all right. Well, listen, you need that a better a advisor. That's uh, y- yeah. Y- y- why'd you take it in January? Yeah. Why'd you well, take it I, at all? I told you when you take it. You take it earlier instead of taking it in December. You're going to waste twelve months of uh, investment. You can put it in in no in, in investment. So why you wait until it's already invested? Twelve months. I mean, we had this discussion yeah. on an earlier call today. But the the fact is, it's already invested. So whether you take it out in January or I mean, yeah. most people say wait. Well, most people want to wait because they don't want to pay the taxes until later. They want to actually they want no, to continue on that. I took a, so I took in January. I invested. What? What you? But you took it out of an investment. No, no, no. I, I took, I took it from. I have some like in cash. Okay. Well, then you could have invested the. Okay. Well, so but you're comparing apples and oranges because the the your IRA could that cash could have been invested. So the investment had nothing to do whether the money was in an IRA or out of an IRA. Totally irrelevant. No. But my, my investment in the IRA was some of was cash because okay, I, that's I, fine. That's, that's, but that's, then you then you then on January you could have but you could have invested that in December or January or it had nothing to do with the fact you took it out and converted it. I took out your required minimum distribution. It, it wasn't, that wasn't required. It wasn't relevant at all. Uh-huh. So the, so I now I now agree with Pat. You need a new advisor. You need you you that You strange. need help. Okay. You can do what you want, okay. but I mean, just yeah. I think you would I mean, really you benefit. Call, he called our show and asked our opinion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and what yeah. you asked about required minimum distributions that didn't apply to you at all. So the fact of the matter is, you called and asked, "Can I put my money back in?" The answer is no, because you didn't actually do a required minimum. You just took dist- a distribution. You just took a distribution that you weren't. And if you took the distribution because to you wanted to make an investment, you could have made that investment with inside of the IRA. Unless you were buying something weird or whatever. Even then, you could almost buy almost anything. anything. <laughs> almost anything. So, anyway, John. Um, uh, Thanks for the call. Yeah, I do appreciate the call. And we would probably should. What? You're a much more patient man than I. 
What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's but it's complex. Let's 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 just say that it is complex, and the rules change. I mean, look at I think the um, what was the what was the act that Secure Act, the that's Secure what it was. Act, right? <laughs> Before not, the Cares Act, the Secure the Act, Act. <laughs> Secure until we found out there was coronavirus. Then not quite so secure. So the Secure Act was they like, were going to call it semi-secure. That was in December of 2019, wasn't it? That's when it was signed. It was yes. Right at the end of last year, like December 29th, I think. And it changed. Required minimum distribution. If you weren't on them yet, if you had not been required to take them, you didn't have to wait. You could wait till age 72. But if you were 71, it didn't apply if to you. you had already had to start, then, yes. then you, yes, that's what it was. And then, uh, then this year they suspended them entirely. Um, but most of the time people choose, we had the discussion earlier, if you need the money, I think earlier, if you need the money for your income, you typically have it set up on a monthly basis. Or most people, most people choose to wait Later in the year, they keep the dollars invested and they and pay they, the tax At man. the very last minute, convert them out. We do them uh, typically in our firm. The people that reinvest those dollars and are not using them from income, we do them in the month of December. We yeah, actually, and, and a lot of, like, with this set up, you can really set it, have it set up so that your required minimum distribution, you can have the secure, keep the same securities if you want for that matter. Have the required minimum distribution come out of your retirement account, go directly into a brokerage account, you can have it so it's at the same firm, same statement, everything. The only downside is you got to pay the tax man when you do that transaction. But those taxes can be withheld and sent automatically. But this year, 2020, it, frankly, it's a mute point because it's not required. There are no required. Which actually I thought was just silly. I just thought that's ludicrous. Out of all the things that Congress should worry about, that's what they... The seventy-two-year-old who has too much money as a retirement money. account. Yeah, that's who it applies to, by the way. Yes, yes. So what percentage? And, and of you the might you say, well, I don't have too much. Okay, but you're not. You know, the, the highest percentage of poverty is in seniors. Yes, yes, absolutely. And Social Security provides the majority of income for the majority of retirees. Maybe not you listening to this show. Probably not. Hopefully not. But. Uh, so the most of the rest of the United States would look at you, and if if you're complaining about your required minimum distribution, you would think you just shake your head. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a good place to be in retirement. And frankly, if you do a good job planning, that's kind of where you want to be. You would rather have too much money and more money than you need in retirement than not enough. No, no, and you deserve that. Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna uh, we're out of time. Unfortunately, um, we are here every week at the same station. Of course, most of you listening to via podcast, so you know how to get that. And uh, feel free to give us a review as well. We always appreciate that, and let some of your friends know about this as well. We'll see you next week. This has been Scott Hansen and Pat McLean of Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.